Hello, and welcome to the Cocktails and Conversation podcast. I'm Dana Marie Rockmore, the founder of the Dinner Party Project and co-founder of The Welcome House. I'll be inviting intriguing guests over to my home to chat about some of my favorite things, cocktails, story, the Enneagram, and rest. Well, today I am so excited for you to listen in to my guest, uh, Thomas Ward, who created Pig Floyds and is now creating um, pizza and has just been a force among the restaurateurs in Orlando for quite a while now and has been a huge support of the dinner, the dinner party project um, in years past and always a pleasure to run into and be around. So there are so many stories, like so many stories in this podcast. I can't even start. They're so great. It's, it's, we, we never really know how things are going to work out and play and family and all the things. So there's so many things in here that I can't wait for you to enjoy. And if you would like to make the cocktail that uh, is featured uh, today, it is literally easy as one, two, three. Um, like I will talk about in this podcast, it's one of my favorites. It's so easy. It's it's a solid drink. It is a sipper. It's all the things. It's delicious. Um, it can be made in, I would, I would dare say, maybe under 60 seconds. It's the easiest. So basically, you just get a rocks glass. Or if you're fancy, you get a mixing glass with some ice. Um, and then it's just one ounce all around. It's equal parts, baby. You're going to do, uh, it's a boulevardier, which is a twist on a Negroni. So, so simple. One ounce of Treaty Oak Ghost Hill bourbon. Um, and then you're going to do one ounce of sweet vermouth, my favorite, and then one ounce of Campari. Basically, you're either just going to mix all of that with ice in a mixing glass and then strain it into a rocks glass, preferably chilled with a huge cube. Or if you're lazy like me, you just pour all of it into your rocks glass with your huge cube of ice and then you basically spin it around for about 30 seconds. I personally love to add just one big huge chunk of orange and you just squeeze it in there. It is so good. And basically that's it. Nothing fancy to steal from Alice and Roman. Before you know it, you'll be drinking, you'll be sipping, you'll be sharing stories. It's really a good time all around. So um, I hope you will enjoy this cocktail and uh, this story. And let me know what you think. Salud. Ciao. This episode of Cocktails and Conversation is brought to you by The Dinner Party Project. The Dinner Party Project is all about connecting humans around the dinner table. Right now, we are mostly based in Orlando, Florida. Whether it's joining seven strangers in an intimate setting around a dinner table or sitting in the street of Orange Avenue with 100 others watching flamethrowers, we love helping people feel connected to others and their city. We also offer private parties. So if you have a birthday, anniversary, team building dinner, or corporate event coming up, we can create a custom memorable event that you and your guests won't soon forget. We also help brands connect with their consumers by exposing their product in an elevated way to their target demographic. So if you live in the Orlando area and haven't joined us yet, what are you waiting for? We can't wait to hear your story around the dinner table. 
For more information, you can visit us at thedinnerpartyproject.co. Hey, Thomas. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. That's good. Welcome to the Cocktails and Conversation podcast. Cheers. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Salud. Salud. We're still from from afar. From afar. Ish. Um, Well, I am ready for some day drinking. (laughs) And I'm glad that you're here with some day sipping with me. I'm ready. So thanks for being here. Just went to the gym so I could burn it off. Perfect. Perfect. Mm. All right. So today we're drinking. Oh, it's, good. it's really good. It. Thank you. Smooth. Yeah. Pretty strong. It's good. Yeah, but it's not like, it's not impossible. Is that impossible? And I don't, That's I mean, I don't drink bourbon. That's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes when you drink it, the first, you're like, whoa, that's a hard. Yeah. How am I going to get this? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's great. It's not it impossible. goes down soft. That's good. Yeah. We are drinking a Boulevardier, which mm-hmm. like I've mentioned is one of my favorite drinks. So it's a uh, Treaty Oak bourbon whiskey. And it is. Uh, sweet vermouth and Campari, equal parts of all three of those. Great drink. Which is one reason that it's one of my favorite drinks because it's like so easy. Like there's no muddling, there's no like a lot of ingredients. It's like three ingredients, ice, mm. and then a big chunk of orange. Um, really good. And then just gosh, yeah, it's a it's a very easy go to. Where did you where did you find out about this drink? <sighs> that is a good question. <laughs> Maybe a friend. Okay. I know that I've had Negronis also, especially in this past one year that we've had a lot of drinking at home. I really got into Negronis okay. so much. And then I think somebody also was like, oh, you know, you can also make a Boulevardier. And so I tried that. And so now I do. That's both. your drink. It's a drink. <laughs> yeah. So easy. Everybody has delicious. a drink. Everyone has a drink. Yeah. As we were talking about before, also, it's kind of like a little Italian-ish. Yeah. It's got the bitter, a lot of bitter in there. And uh, that's which, one piece place that I would like to be. Which, Italy, yeah. <laughs> it probably softens it up, you know? Because mm-hmm. bourbon can be hard. It's true. Yeah. Especially some of them can have like a very yeah. punch you in the face <laughs> yeah, type of deal. Yeah. So, if you were to have a drink that would delight you as much as this drink delights me, do you have any, do you have a drink that you, it's like a go-to for Thomas or do you have any, it doesn't have to be alcohol, it could be non-alcohol, it could be anything, but like what would be like a drink that you'd be like, oh, like this is such a delight. Diet Coke. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Lord, I'm kidding. It's going to be a long podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> So, um, I would probably go, uh, for vodka water with lime, but that's pretty basic. I'm not, I'm not a huge drinker. Yeah. Right. It's all good. I try to uh, drink clean, but it takes a lot to get me started up. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good, obviously like no sugar, low sugar. Yeah. Do you do like a tonic or a club soda or just yeah, club soda? A club soda, probably, yeah. yeah, and lime. Yeah, yeah. lots right. of lime. Lots of lime. No, I had an event um, last week which shall not be named, um, <laughs> but we did some drinks for it, and so I had made, I had made, I had curated this whole list of things. It was very high and whatever. 
event. And so basically I had like a Tito's batch cocktail. I had a bourbon, I had a gin, and then I had two beers, two wines, three seltzer waters. So they literally had 10 options to choose from. Big variety. Yeah. yeah 10. Hold this whole bar set up, right? Mm -hmm. So then for this event, 60% more more order Tito's and tonic or Tito's and club soda <laughs> and lime juice. I mean, I mean, everyone was coming through and they're like this whole bar menu that I printed out. I crafted these drinks. Oh. I pre-batched two of them. I did the whole thing. 10 things to choose from Tito's and tonic or Tito's and club soda was like, I was just like, I forget. I'm not that I should forget. Cause it's such a great, easy, crisp, simple, yeah. low calorie drink, but yeah. it's a popular one. Yeah, maybe like, does it, I don't know because I, I don't remember the last time I got a hangover, but it's better for your hangover, right? Because there's not a lot of sugar in it. I also don't experience that really almost ever. Yeah, I, yeah, I never, I never have a hangover, Yeah, but I would assume so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it's less an sugar interesting thing. It's always a good that people option. go towards that drink. If you say like sixty percent, I mean that's yeah. that's big. I it was big. I was very surprised. But it goes with but, the rules in restaurants, you know, that people eat the same eighty percent. Like percent eat the same twenty. Yeah, twenty, 20 things, things on 20 the menu. Things, yeah, right. and that goes for your wardrobe too. Yeah, I know. I wear it's black crazy. shirts every day. Well, thank you for not wearing. Yeah, I'm today. changing it. Yeah, I'm changing it up. <laughs> So, speaking, coming from uh, a restaurateur yourself, I would also love to know what are maybe like two to three restaurants in town, like if you're going to meet up somebody or if you're going to grab a bite or what would be a couple of places around town that that you have grown to love? Uh, Hillstone. Okay. I think Hillstone like has staple. an amazing setting. Okay. The food's pretty solid. Yeah. But the setting is... That back? Yeah. The back, Yeah. It's amazing. Stellar. Yeah. Yeah. Their Six, bar seven is kind of crazy to me. The bar. The is. bar it makes me feel a little like too the scene much. is. It's yeah. It's interesting. It's a little too much there, but it I is. love sitting outside on the back patio. Uh, I agree. And their burger. <laughs> their burger is What's bomb. up? Yeah. And when I can cheat spinach, spinach and an artichoke dip. That's a I'm cheat. on a diet. Yeah, I'm on a diet. So. <laughs> but you have to have a cheat day i have a cheat meal one one that lasts three hours you got three hours to eat whatever you want i had it on saturday it was pretty epic you and i are on different yeah. different planets <laughs> <laughs> okay so what was your your three hours of cheat meal i ate a whole pizza oreos ice cream yeah oh i went for it you just chicken tenders ham. i went ham you want to go ham yeah. okay Everything that I've been wanting to eat the whole week, the whole I just week eat it in three hours. In this three-hour window. Yeah. So that is more... I don't really know the logistics of how this all breaks down, but basically that somehow is better than just like slowly integrating throughout the week if like you're like, okay, I want to have some Oreos after dinner or I'll have a two slices of pizza. Is it just like the... Um, how, how does that, how does that break down? So the, I, I mean, if you're interested, the issue is just the numbers, right? So if you have, we have 
we have a set number of protein carbs that we have to hit in the day. Uh-huh. And if you like start spreading it around, you start looking at it like, oh, shoot, like I messed it up today. I've been trying to like religiously write down everything I eat for the last couple of days. Okay. And I thought I was doing the diet precisely and I was so off. So now I have to make complete changes. Like I have three coffees a day from Starbucks Mm -hmm. and I drink almond milk thinking like, it's great. Yeah. Almond milk has six grams of carbs, four grams of fat. Like, I'm like, shoot, I can't make my numbers. It just adds up. Uh huh. Yeah. So if you add like two slices of pizza, you would think like, oh, it's fine. It's two slices. And then all of a sudden you add up your numbers and you're like, I can't eat anything else. Got it. Lettuce so it and water. Relieves your mind to know, like, I just have this window. I can eat whatever, anything. 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 You can eat straight butter for three hours. Literally. If you want it, then, fine. But you're going back tomorrow. Right. I mean, or tonight. Well, I usually do it the last. So I eat five meals a day. I usually do the last meal. Okay. The fifth. Just, because just, if not, you have to eat the other two meals after your cheat. Go cheap. back. And go the, back. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. After you're eating all you're that, like, no. Who wants a salad? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Like, I just ate everything. everything. Yeah. Okay. So it is usually like on a weekend. So you have. Yeah, like, I try to do it on a Friday, Saturday, so I can go out, folks. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we got Hillstone. Hillstone. Which, when you can cheat, you can eat spinach and artichoke dip. Hmm. You're gonna laugh at my second one, but Cheesecake Factory. Yes. Why? Why? Just because there's they because serve a lot of massive amounts of food. So when I'm like really, I want a salad. I want a big salad. I don't want like a really small salad. But I'm I'm a big guy, so totally. But like, if you're going to go to Cheesecake Factory, why would you order a salad? I know their salads are pretty good. I order a, I mean, the, the whole menu. We, we went two weeks ago for a cheat meal, and that was crazy. I ordered every appetizer pretty much. Okay. And we went for it. I can't even imagine. I can't. You should come. I, a cheat meal. So I will have one half of one portion of something there because it's so ginormous. It is big. Yeah. It is. So should we take that out? Because out of the three restaurants. <laughs> uh, we can do whatever we want. So. Okay. Okay. That's, that's so cheesecake's out. I'm you, sorry. Okay. 60 Vines. I really like the setting of it. That's what I keep on hearing. Yeah. I always, whenever I drive by, it's like packed. Packed. In the beginning days, I was like, ooh, packed inside. Probably not. (laughs) But now we can kind of do whatever we want. Whatever we want. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It has a great setting. It has, I mean, for whoever drinks wine. I was going to say, do you? A huge variety of wines. 60 vines, right? Yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) Right. Get it. Yeah. And the food's good. They have pizza too and and stuff like that. So it's not like heavy food. They have more mostly like tapa style, I would say. Pizza can be heavy. Yeah, but their pizza's super light, light. thin. Okay. Yeah. And their Got appetizers it. are really good. Mm. So I think it's a it's a good concept, personally, I think it is. I mean they look to be very successful. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're doing pretty good. When they're hitting on atmosphere, drinks yeah. and food yeah. and hopefully great service. Yep. Then, um, yeah. Okay. So, sixty vines is is number is a second one. Any any others? Orlando staple. I think Linda's La Cantina. Believe it or not. On fifty. Yeah. I've. You've never, never been? been there. Ever. 
I don't think so ever. I think it's a steakhouse, right? Yeah, you should go. Yeah. I mean, it's non-traditional, right? It's like stepping into... But it looks very traditional. It looks like old school... No, what I mean like, is like not not a traditional steakhouse contemporary. What's going on right now? It's right. like you're stuck in the seventies, eighties, right? And you walk in so and if you're you like, beef. you want beef? You're there. I, th- I think it's the best value in terms of meat uh-huh. in Orlando. In the quality of meat. In the quality of meat for the amount of money that you pay, I think it's amazing. What's the steak run? Like thirty? Yeah, in the thirties. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and the sides, you get spaghetti if you want, <laughs> <laughs> which is random, but uh, fries or whatever. But they give you a salad. I don't know. Is I just, it Italian or is it Latina? No, feels no. Like Spanish. That's what I'm saying. I, I, what I mean is like it's non-traditional. The name doesn't doesn't match make sense, the, right? Ma- okay. It doesn't match the interior. Is uh, it Italian themed? Like, no. does it lo- what does it look like inside? Like an old school steakhouse that has not been renovated in 30 40 years. years. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Like, Which I like. like I like. No, it's Christner's even fancy for the comparison, you know, with Linda's. I just think the value-wise orientation yeah. in that restaurant is really good. Okay. The thing is, like, it's not, it's nothing fancy, right? Sure. It's You walk in, you're like... Okay, we're here to eat, we're steak. Here to eat steak. <laughs> right. And and people are in shorts. It's not like, yeah, I know. That's a I whole know. different dining experience. It is. Yeah, great. Yeah. But that's the thing. I feel like Orlando does have like an incredible amount of diversity. It does. I've been also wanting to like hit up more places that are west of I-4 on Colonial. Okay. Like, I feel like there's a lot of really great... What do you want like to hit? Asian. Like, I, I went to a ramen. There was one ramen place that closed a couple years ago. And I, like, went with a friend on one of their last days. It was, like, a hole in the oh. wall in the strip mall. But it was, like, this ramen place. And, boy, we ordered also everything. And it was amazing. Was it? And I just feel like I pass all these places, these little pockets. Because I've been to some places on, like, OBT. And like Cimarron, like arepas, and yeah. like I just I love the diversity that we have in our. Have life. you been to Hungry Pants? <sighs> so right as last year was happening, we were supposed to do an event with Hungry Pants, <clears throat> and then it didn't happen, of course. Right. So yeah, so I was supposed to do something with them, and I would like to still. Anyway, I should. I have never been there, sadly. You should go. I know. It was, it was really good. Yeah. Great. I need to do it. No. It's just so, so silly. No. But there's, yeah, there's so many places even still that I feel like. That's the thing. It's hard to really try to cover everything, right? Yeah. We have, have so many options. We do. We do. But and like I had like a Joseph Hayes on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. He's so wonderful. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. And then he just is also like pulling out so many places that I like don't go to the attraction side very often. But the reality is that we also have some like very stellar options, restaurants of like these acclaimed folks. And the reality is I mostly stay on the side of town. Did he, which did he mention? Do you remember? God, I cannot remember. There's one called Todd English blue zoo. Okay. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. I haven't been in years, but Oh, it was a great experience. I mean, I I don't even remember. Right. But I know that the the experience was fantastic. Yeah. I've been to a couple over there, like, 
Morimoto. Yeah, I went to Morimoto. I went to Morimoto, yeah. and then like SDK is good yeah. down there. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Um, yeah, but we have we have a lot of like low end to high end. Orlando's got really great options. It's changed so much over the years. So obviously. much. So many new things coming in. Tori Tori so Domo, that empire, killing it. Good salt restaurant yeah. group. Yeah. Good salt. That's right. They I just opened the Monroe. Monroe. I haven't. I want to go. Bro. Is it good? Yeah. That's great. It's beautiful. I love Jason and his wife. Sue is like She's so a creative. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. I love these. I love spaces and like yeah. amazing places that offer you such an elevated. I mean, we've got, you know, Linda's La Cantina, which is beautiful. <laughs> and then we've got also really great spaces that offer a contemporary dining experience. I'm sorry that my three choices weren't like. They were great because also those three choices people have never mentioned on this podcast before. Oh, really? Or the four. <laughs> so this is great. We, we need a different. Uh, Cheesecake factors out. As, Sorry. Guys. We all we have we all have the choice to have our own favorites of whatever. I know. I know. Yeah. Do, do what you do. Live your best life. Yeah. The funny thing is like me being in the restaurant business. I'm such a boring eater. I will eat. If I go to a restaurant to like, you know, when we visit restaurants and traveling or stuff like that, just to see about concepts yeah. and stuff like that, I'll order the whole menu. Mm -hmm. So whoever's in the group is like, you know, stop, it. stop, because you're ordering too much. I right. order everything. Because and, you want to see the every all of uh -huh. the You want to see presentation. presentation you want to see what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. How much they're offering. For price you know, points. Terms, yeah. Yeah. Research. R&D, baby. <laughs> I'd do more of that myself. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to invite you. Right. Um, we're doing it for pizza, you know? And, and We are going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. We went to New York and we ate pizza nonstop. Recently? In November I did it, yeah. Ooh. It was nonstop pizza. It's, it, it was like... So how does that work on your cheat day? You're like no, no, three I, hours? That week I gained like 10 pounds. Okay. So you just say... Hey, I got to get back. Job. Yeah. Cost yeah. of the job. Yeah. I sacrificed my body on the altar of my job. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is that I just had started that diet with, uh, with the coach. And uh, I said, hey, man, I'm going to be Here's gone. The, yeah. This is the lowdown. It's not going to be pretty. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and I remember like... That first week, I ate so much and I gained 10 pounds. And I was like, hey, I better fix it because I got one You're more week it. to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Came back, lost five pounds total, which was crazy because I, I think I did so much cardio. It's, this is getting boring about my routine. Right? Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's all good. It's what I'm immersed in right Good. Now. Well, we're going to talk about pizza very shortly. Let's but do it. before pizza, I would love to talk about your story and just how Thomas was placed in the universe. I personally don't think we really get a choice in the place that we're put in the That's world. Right. I think we just, for whomever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so we don't get a choice in our family of origin. We don't get a choice in our DNA. We don't get a choice in our socioeconomic status. We don't get a choice in so many things, right? And so mm -hmm. we're put into the universe and then all of us are trying to figure out from there, right? Yep. 
So I'd love to learn a little bit about your kind of growing up years and what it was like in your family of origin and if you had siblings and what the vibe was kind of like in your family and all, all those things. So I was born in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Great. Okay. Uh, my parents, uh, Thomas and Evelyn, I... Are you a Thomas Jr.? I am. You are? Yeah, I'm a Thomas Jr. Who knew? Yeah. Thomas yeah. Ward Jr. I'm the only boy, four okay. girls, and me. So in my family, four boys, one girl. Oh, are you the youngest? I'm the oldest. Oh, I'm the youngest. I'm the oldest, four younger brothers. So it was the opposite. I think I met two of your brothers, yeah. I have four, yep. Two. Oh, I didn't know you had four. I have four. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I have two that live here. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. I think those are the ones I and met. And then yeah. two that live. One lives in Lakeland, one lives in Nashville. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty but cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, four you, sisters. Four how sisters. How did you survive? I don't know. I don't know how I survived now. If I have one, if I had a sister, I don't know. I think the the good thing about it was the age gap, right? So my sisters are 12 years apart. The first three, 12, 11, and 10. Okay. Right? So Whoa. it's it's perfect. Whoa. Yeah. Because when they were same going mom? to college. Yeah, same mom. <laughs> she went for it. She, she did it. Three kids on three and under? That's that's the sainthood. I don't know how she did it. Yeah. Yeah. And then my, the four sisters, we have five years separation. So it's not, okay. I mean, I think I was a mistake probably, but it's fine. They were looking for the boy. You're surprised. Hey. You're surprised. Hey, here's a boy. <laughs> they got the boy finally. Yeah, they did. Um, so, so it was, it was different growing up, I guess, because by the time that all my sisters were in college, you know, I was almost growing up. Yeah. I was still growing up and they had left the Boston. So I didn't see them as often. Oh, you were in Boston? No, I was in Puerto Rico. They went to Boston. They all studied in Boston. Got it. Okay. All four of them went to college in Boston. What college? Boston Uh, College. Rosie, my oldest, went to Boston College. Okay. Elaine Bentley, Michelle Northeastern, Carol went to Babson. Okay. All four different colleges. Yeah. I was supposed to go to Northeastern, but I ended up at Rowland. I didn't like Much the cold. Much more beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like the cold. No, me either. No. Yeah. I hate the cold. I do too. Yeah. I yeah. can visit for a moment. Great. Yeah. I'm glad to be yeah. back. Yeah. But the summers here also are pretty brutal. They are. That's why so I hot. Leave for the summer. Anyway, we digress. Continue on. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, my dad has always been an entrepreneur um, in the food business. Ah. The food business, not in the restaurant business, but okay. in the food distribution business. Yeah. And I think the majority of my young life, he had an ice cream company. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and he believed, in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico. Okay. And he believed in child labor, so I started Hi. working at twelve, <laughs> uh, doing selling ice cream in the trucks. So okay. he had you. We we went to different supermarkets, stores, whatever, to sell ice cream. Um, but they would start. They would have. He would have me pick me up at three in the morning. Oof. So it was rough. Yeah. No. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Which is good. It gave me my my. You know, I love to work. So I guess like I, your work ethic. Yeah, my work ethic was instilled in you very very young. early. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, throughout the years, obviously, um, 
we we he sold the ice cream company after I graduated college. So, um, how I come about into let's say the restaurant businesses, uh, I went into the supermarket business before for a couple of years and I got fired. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I ended up opening a food truck. The the supermarket business mm-hmm. doing what? So we owned four supermarkets. Your family? Yeah, you went from here. No, in Puerto Rico. Okay. <laughs> and uh, my dad, after he sold his company, he was so bored that he started buying supermarkets. And as one does. As yeah, like it was it was so random because I don't think he even liked the business. He was just looking for something to do. Right. There was an opportunity, and I moved back home to operate and to learn it. Um, and two years into it, like I was like. We don't, we don't fit. Me and you don't fit. Were you working with your dad? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I was young. I thought I knew more, to Were, be honest. You had, you had finished college at this point? Yeah, I finished college in 05. Okay. I moved at down Rollins. there. Yeah, at Rollins. Got and it. then I moved down there in 08 and started working with him. And, uh, you know, yeah. being a young guy, just, I just thought that I knew more than my dad. Don't y'all. So let's backtrack a little bit. So kind of like in middle school, high school, like who was Thomas? Like what, like how, how was the family dynamics? Like were you kind of babied as like the youngest four sisters, but they not as much at home, but like, how were you showing up in the world as like a, like a middle schooler? Um, I was babied super insecure. I was the chubby kid in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and you went to school in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. and I went into a small school, so my class was fifty people. Right. Super so small. Everyone stands out. Everybody stands out. Everybody knew. Worst grades, probably me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Chubby, all this really... thing. Yeah, I just just wanted to play golf. Believe it or not. In middle school. Middle school and high school. That's all I did. Was play golf. Yeah, because I wanted to be a professional golfer. That's all I did. I didn't go out. What? I just, yeah, played golf. Play golf. That's it. I didn't even in study. Puerto Rico. I don't think I studied yet. <laughs> I hated studying. You, okay. So were your parents like, okay, cool. Yeah. No. Just my trash, dad, my trash dad was like, you ain't playing golf. You're, you're going to be a business guy. So uh, I was like, no, I, I actually just, I even, please send me to high school in the United States so I could play golf over there. I don't want to, I, I mean, I was into it. You were, right. Was I your was, dad a golfer? Yeah, he was, but like a recreational kind of deal. But I mean, who, like what fifth grader is like, I'm going to like take up golf unless you're like introduced to that world. Yeah, he introduced me to it, but I'm just like, I got hooked. You got hooked. I don't, I can't, whatever, but I I can't get the allure of golf. It's boring. It is boring AF. Personally, obviously, I'm not going to play it, but like watching it is also boring. But I just don't. I mean, I guess you have to be in the body of the person to, of doing it. Like, I don't understand why it is so addictive. It's it's sort of a personal challenge. How about that? Right. Because it's like you against yourself. It's you against yourself. You're trying to figure out how to get better. All of a sudden, one day you hit the ball good and you're like, I'm getting better. Uh-huh. And then the next day you get your ass kicked. It's just, I think it's, 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 <laughs> it's weird because you see these professional guys and they obviously like, 
keep coming back. Keep coming back for it. Just uh, right. looking for that abuse. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like resonate in my <laughs> like psyche, but <laughs> people are still playing, paying and playing yeah, to paying do it. Playing, so yeah. I guess they're okay. So do you have a favorite sport though? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Tennis. Okay. Yeah. You like tennis. That's yeah. great. And yeah. it's a good social game too. It is a great social game. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like a... Like I, yeah, like I just don't, I haven't really played a lot of like team sports okay. in that way, but yeah. You do it more mostly individual or you do doubles? How about I mean, that? I play both. Yeah. I tried out for the tennis team in high school and I did not make it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a very <laughs> mediocre player. Like I'm not great. Um, but recently I've gotten more, like this past year, I've gotten more into it. And I then mean, like I, I played, long story short, I played somewhat throughout my life. I've had some like little bit of lessons. Like my grandparents were very into it. My mother was a tennis instructor for a little bit. Oh, but she didn't really like, play with us. But it was like something that she had done. But my game is, is not that strong. But I really love playing it like in person. With other people, obviously. That's good. But anyway, so golf. So did you come to the United States of America to to do golf in high school? No. You no. didn't allow me. Did you play in, in at Rollins? I tried for the team. Okay. And I didn't make it. Okay. They had a pretty solid team that first year. And I kind of lost interest. Because oh. I think it was my first year of college. I was gone from home. A lot of new things going on. What year on. is this? Uh, 01. 01. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I moved to Orlando by myself, basically, because I don't know anybody here. Right. So um, I think there was a lot of, of, you know, growing up going on at that point. So I was like, Especially okay. Especially if you were sheltered and babied. Yeah. Right? I mean, and then now you're in a whole new world. Yep. By like, myself. By yourself. Figure it yeah. out. Yeah. I remember calling my sister when my parents dropped me off. I'm like, what do I do? Because, I mean, I wasn't living in college. I was living in an apartment that my dad had gotten me and he got me a car and it was super cool. But it's like, what do I do now? They left. Right? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do with myself. Where did you live in? Celebration. Can you believe that? You he got your apartment in Celebration. Yeah, because he was like, oh, when I come visit you, I want to stay in Celebration. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll drive. You got me a car. So I was like, sure, fine. Um, yeah, it's a little far. That first year sucked. <laughs> it was terrible because yeah. it was a long drive Why and I got eight o'clock classes. Oh, that's brutal. 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 <laughs> Brutal. Shoot. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't the best move. Okay. Did you get to live a little closer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I eventually moved. Um, well, it's not much closer, but Windermere. But I was, I mean, listen, I was For living, the golf? I was living large. I was. Li- I got a house in a community. Yeah, By so yourself? I could play, oh, yeah. As a college student? Oh, yeah. It was great. So your life is like pretty like set up in that way it was yeah it was at that time factor yeah but it was it's a big factor but a bad factor okay as a young kid to have a a house by i think yeah i think it's the i i call it the rich like 20 rich kid syndrome yeah and i don't like it i i grew out of it thank god 
True. It was true probably at that point. If you have an entire house. Oh, it was a house in Isleworth for me. In Isleworth? Yeah. Three cars. What is living, happening yeah. right now? Oh I was living God. big. I was, I mean, 19 years old. Right. Huge. Everybody was like, who is this kid? Were people like trying to be friends with you? You know, in college, believe it or not, and I thought it was really funny because I think Rollins is, it's such uh, an interesting school Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people with money. With means, yeah. With means. And uh, so it's like they didn't care, which is great. Right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, no, they didn't want to be friends with me. I mean, okay, great. Awesome. But nobody even visited me because it was so far. Right. Windermere. Like, so was, who wants to drive out to Windermere? Right, nobody. When you got like your... When you're in college, you're living in college around Winter Park. I really wanted to live in Winter Park, but... Right. Um, yeah. Can, so. I tell you, can I tell you one thing? Yeah. That, um, I'm sure that no one from Rollins is listening, but I still would slash over many... I've lived in Orlando now for 20 years. Okay. Yep. And so me and my friends... Uh, we will play on the practice courts at Rollins Tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can just go at night and then you just walk oh, really? up like you Beautiful are courts. supposed to be there. Yeah. They're open at night. The gates are unlocked. They are open till 10. They have good lighting. They, do. they have like even courts. You don't have to pay for it. And, um... Especially when I lived over on Westminster, <clears throat> excuse me, it was, like Rollins was like literally on my down the street. So we would, yeah, play at Rollins at night. And then we just like nobody ever bothered us or asked us or because like either you're a student and we kind of look maybe like we still could be that or there's like faculty. So like, you know, people that are look mm-hmm. older, but we would just play on the practice courts. Good. Great. Yeah. yeah. Those courts are great and they it's safe. Great safe they're lit um they're beautiful and yeah great time so we still i mean i haven't been there in a while but they do have good tennis courts there (laughs) that's pretty among one of the most gorgeous campuses in all of the united states of america i think that is come on now that is come on bronze is like the lake, I've been on the lake, you know, sometimes, and it's just stunning. Okay. The setting is beautiful. So you're 19, you have an entire house to yourself, three cars. I'm playing golf. Are playing golf. I'm happy. You're happy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you're, you're studying business? I'm sorry? I'm studying business, international business, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did the, the four years there. It was, um, at that time, my dad finally sells his company. Okay. And we of, the, were, of the supermarket? Ice cream, ice cream at that point. Ice cream. Yeah, okay. still ice cream. Got it. And this is where the really rich kid syndrome hits, right? Because I graduate, I get into real, real estate, which mm-hmm. at that time, it's 05, so the market's super hot. For a minute. For a minute, but I enjoyed That's that good. minute. Yeah. Quick. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's almost like you, those get rich quick you know, schemes. schemes, because as soon as I walked in and I started selling real estate, I made too much money. Like Never in two months. Never a problem I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, well, I did. I did. Okay. And I went, I went a little nuts because I thought, oh my God, you know, 
Like, look at me. Perfect. Hot I'm making shot. a lot of money. I'm young. Like in your early 20s. <laughs> yeah, I'm 20. I graduated Rollins from when I was 20. How, how is that possible? <sighs> yeah, because I entered 17. So I, it's my birthday. But anyways, 21, let's okay. say. I'm 21. Okay. Uh, you can drink, but you're not interested in drinking. I'm not interested in drinking, and I'm selling real estate, and it's great. You got money to burn. Okay. <laughs> great. Um, and I start getting back into golf. Um, more seriously. More seriously, and real estate, and all of a sudden, boom, market turns around. I'm stuck in it deep. Oof. Yeah, I went deep. The big short. That's me. Woof. Lost a lot of money. Yikes. Thought reality, I had. Reality check. Oh, yeah. It was a quick reality check. Called my dad. Like, hey, man, I'm out of money. Can you help me out? He's like, nope. Good luck. <laughs> Figure it out. You right. got into this shit. So, sorry. I don't know if you can. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Try to figure it out, man. Uh, I'll help you if you want me to hire a lawyer for you, but that's all I'm going to do. So, that's. That's where it, uh, the rubber meet, met the road. Yeah. yeah. I think it was one of the best lessons that I ever got. Um, cause it humbled, it humbled, it humbles anybody, mm. especially when you get it that young. So yeah, it was rough. So you're in a real place right now. So then you decided to go back to Puerto Rico. Yeah. It was the only option that I had. I mean, I, I tried playing golf. I even worked at a golf course. Uh, in Windermere? No, I actually worked at a golf course in uh, Davenport. Oof. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere, That's right? so far. Yeah, Champions Gate. Okay. So I worked there for eight months, tried to make things work, and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, the economy was bad here. Tanking. Tanking. Yeah. No jobs. So I said, hey, I mean, the only opportunity that I really have that I think has, you know, legs is go back home. And work for my dad um and it was good i mean i went back home i i was working seven days a week 16 18 hour days oh gosh yeah yeah it was i, I mean that's also pretty brutal brutal Ugh. it was brutal so no days off oh no i didn't even get to see my sister have her baby i'm the like i literally i was like can i go they're like no you're staying in the store <gasps> Yeah, it was pretty harsh, but, um, was that like your dad's like interaction with you? No, my dad's family? a nice guy, but he was just like, that's how you work. That's how, like my dad's been a workaholic his whole life. So right. Does he take a day off? Like, did you ever go on like family vacation? Yeah, we did, but like it was like, it, it's, it's not, he's not the type of person that turns it off. How about uh -huh. that? Yeah. And it's somebody that, like, it's one of the things that I, I think I criticized him the most for because he couldn't turn it off. Right. And now I'm him. It's come come back on you. Yeah, because you can't turn it off. When I think the challenge of uh, building a company mm -hmm. and, you know, growing and, and being an entrepreneur is kind of like, I don't want to say it's a drug, but it's it's just... You're you're trying to achieve something. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be, but I, you know what? I I think, and a lot of people will critique, will critique me for this, but I just think balance is impossible when you're trying to be 
I'm not, I, I mean, this, whatever I'm trying to do. You'll disagree with me. We'll chat about this later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will. Okay. So then from from landing in Puerto Rico, you get your ass handed to you, to you after getting fired from your... Yeah, I think it was good. Day. Yeah, I got fired by my dad. So uh, you've had a couple of rough years. Yeah, I would say ever since 08, it's been rough. Uh-huh. Right? And I mean especially in the restaurant business this last year i was like man we were replaying old tunes right you're like holy shit what is this um yeah it's been rough but i think it's part of the journey right mm. i think it's part of the ride and it's been good i've learned so much i've changed as a as a human for thankfully, the better thankfully we all need to grow yeah right yeah so how did that lead you into starting all the things that you're doing now um so my dad fires me in 2010 okay i come to the states trying to find a job i go to a dozen interviews and and i wanted to stay in the supermarket business to learn it thinking that i was going to go back to stay in puerto rico or you no here here i okay. came here and i said i'll work in the supermarket business for a couple of years and then go back right It'll, i'll have you know a different repertoire like I'll learn more, I can go back and kind of take over. Um, and I went to Publix, I mean, I went to Walmart, I didn't get hired. Okay. And that happened for six months, it was hard to get a job. And it, this is like 2010? Like it was 2010, okay. the job market's tough. I grab a job out of Miami working for Fresh Market. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as an assistant manager, go down there, try to live over there. It's super expensive. <sighs> they were paying shit. Yeah. I said, I'm, I'm not going to be able to hang here. Like Miami's a whole life too. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's I was, not... I was living in a building. My neighbors were walking in at 5 AM and I was walking out to go to work. Right. So you're like, I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> That's a whole, it's a, it's a whole, whole different. Yeah. Scene. Um, but what I did figure out is I wa I didn't want to work in a supermarket if I wasn't the owner of it. To do it your way. Yeah, to do it my way and to set my standards, right? Right. And um, so I, I left there. And at that time, I started asking friends like, hey, I want to open a food truck. I, I don't know anything about it, but will you lend me money? To your friends? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. And I have... Uh, I he, in Miami. No, in Orlando. I came back to Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, at that point, my sister was living here. Okay. I think. Yeah, one of my sisters that moved here. So you know, I have some family. Some family. Like a grounding. Um, yeah, a yeah. grounding, and she's she's probably the most grounded out of all my sisters. So okay. it's great. Um, Did you live with her? I know my parents still had a house here, so I was oh. living in that house. In Windermere? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they had, had built another house. I had built, I had, during the real estate boom, I bought two houses in Isleworth and I redid them and I sold one of them and got stuck with the other one. So my dad, uh, my dad just kept it. Got it. Um, and I was living there, so I wasn't living like full reality, shitty life. I was living good. Yeah. 
still have a house to live in. Yeah, I still have a house. I had a car. Um, and then sort of like I go into this food truck thing. Um, I have this friend from college that I mentioned, hey, I want to open a food truck. The joke, I think it's a joke because I can't believe he did it, but he had a car that okay. his parents had bought him. Okay. And he goes, I'll sell my car and I'll give you the money. And I said, dude, it's, stop joking with me. Like, you're not going to do that. Does he have another car? How's he going to get around? No. So he was, he, he was like, I'll just borrow this guy's car that's gone. He was playing professional golf, my friend. Um, and he's like, I just want to, I want to do, I want to work something while mm -hmm. I, I play. Right. Mm -hmm. I was like, sure. Whatever, whatever you want to do. I just, I'm going to open a food truck. So if you're on, you're on and let me know if this really happens. Two days later, he calls me and literally sold his car and gave me the money. To like have an, an a food truck. Yeah. In your, as an investment. As an investment. In your yeah. Food yeah. And I was like, his name's Nils. I love him. I, I I can't believe he did it because we did it on a handshake deal. No paper, nothing. What? This is just a friend? Yeah. My buddy from college. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He took a bet. Yeah. I said, hey, man, we're not going to lose this money. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, I'll come through. And I had four other friends put each five grand. Okay. And uh, I opened a food truck. No experience. Right. I didn't know how to turn on the fryer. Nothing like that. I immersed myself in YouTube <laughs> to learn how to cook burgers and grow cheese and just uh, sat at a gas station on Colonial Drive and started. That's how this all started. Okay. Started from that the bottom. bottom. That bottom. <laughs> Rock bottom. And then now we're here. Now we're here. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, so it's been it's been a journey. Like those, I stayed with the truck for a year and a half, mm -hmm. um, and it got really good press. I mean, we were was doing it starting. Did it started as Pink Floyd's? No, it was Treehouse Treehouse right, right, Truck. Right. That's what I was like. I think it started as a different name. Yeah, Treehouse. Yes. So we were doing yeah because everybody, everybody calls me the tree. Everybody calls me the tree because I'm so tall. Oh. So they were like, "Why don't you just name it?" treehouse like it's your treehouse okay. i don't know i just thought it was catchy okay and uh it worked out i mean we did we got recognized for doing the burger in between two crispy cream donuts we did a bunch of different you could only have that now on your three-hour window i can yeah. whoa yeah right yeah <laughs> funny thing is we're Who doing can eat that on the regular oh i had many people eat it i'm telling you that's a problem but Many anyway, people eat it all another. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, I did that. And um, after that, I went back home on an offer that my father gave me. He built a new supermarket. And he said, I have a space in the back for you to build a restaurant. Do you want it? And I'm like, perfect timing. Um, Nils wanted to move back to, he's from Norway. So he wanted to go back from Norway. Nils, of course he's from Norway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where else? And uh, I was just finishing a relationship. So it was perfect timing. And the and, food truck was running on its own. Yeah, the food truck was running. Yeah, I mean, I was working it, but right. I'm just saying it's time to sell. I don't the see any. Truck? Yeah. Okay. I don't see any opportunity coming into the market. 
Um, it's so, hard work running a food truck. Oh, it's the hardest yeah. job I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. I think Did it's, you ever know Tony Adams? Yeah, Tony. Okay. Me and Tony had several okay. differences. Differences. Yeah, it was. It was. Okay. He's a nice guy. Uh, looking back at it, he's a nice guy. It's just he's a wonderful guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a nice guy. I'm gonna it's, see him this summer. Are you in San Francisco? Yeah. Yeah. He's very creative. I think it was just a war of he's a chef. I'm not a chef, and I was doing. I mean, he called my truck the stoner food truck because I okay. used to sell stuff that wasn't, you know, culinary. Right. To say the least. Yeah. Um, I was just selling. What he was I, selling culinary. Oh, he was he culinary. Out of a food truck. Yeah. Yeah. Which wasn't a bad idea at that time. It was a little bit of head. Because now there's a lot of culinary. Yeah. But I think he was a Definitely little head. head. Yeah. He was ahead of its of the tune. And, and, and yeah. you know, I think that's that's part of the the difference that we had in opinion. Right. Okay. But I think he's he's a nice guy. Um, he is a nice guy. Yeah. Very talented. Very talented. Yeah. I, where is he now? Is he in San Francisco? San Francisco. No. Yeah. It's a perfect market for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mill Valley. I have some of his. So anyway, short story. During the pandemic, he started Mill Valley Pasta. And mm-hmm. so he's making his own pastas and sauces and then canning them and then sending them out. And It's a good idea. So I, yeah. Yeah. That's great. He's wonderful. Okay, so you had a food truck. You went back to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. How did you land back here? How did Pig Floyd's, like, free, free air conditioning, like, how do we get to this, like... <laughs> so the interesting part about this is I opened this restaurant, and I'm extremely... In Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, in the back of my dad's supermarket, and I'm extremely successful with it, okay? It was... It was, it was interesting. Puerto Rican food? No, it was, it was sort of like... Uh, five different restaurants in one because we were doing sandwiches, burgers. We had a coffee bar. So it was a big market, let's call it, right? Okay. Um, so did your mom cook growing up? Oh, yeah. Did my mom cooked a lot. No. From her? No, because I didn't like cooking. I didn't like cooking. I just like eating. Oh. I never liked cooking, which is funny, right? Right. I'm in the restaurant business. Sure. <laughs> um... I learned to cook in the food truck forcefully. Um, I mean. Sing or swim, buddy. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Right. And then I, I worked the restaurant out over there in Puerto Rico. Um, funny thing is the building that we build this supermarket and this restaurant in mm-hmm. goes bankrupt. It's a brand new building. Your dad's place? Yeah. My dad's place didn't go bankrupt. The building Oh. Right? How does that happen? Because it's a brand new building. He's building retail in the bottom and apartments in the top. Guy goes bankrupt. Got it. Right? And a group from the States comes in and buys it in bankruptcy court and voids our lease. (gasps) So, I don't know. Supermarket too or just your restaurant? Both. The The guy that was building... The building that went bankrupt owed my dad two million bucks, and a guy from from the group comes in and goes, "Hey man, you got two weeks to vacate the premises." Right. And I'm like, "Yo, like, <laughs> restaurant's doing great." Them's the breaks. Boom. Yikes. Instant. Yeah. I'm. I'm. This is June. I am on a plane July fifth 
back to Orlando. Okay. No money. You got a place to live. I have a place to live, but it's mm-hmm. like, here it's we go. Down. Now we're going. Okay. Like, we have to come up with something quick because I'm not producing any money. Right. Um, and my dad isn't either. Because then he ends up selling everything and just says, we're moving. Walks away. Yeah, we're moving. We're moving. Puerto Rico's done. Oh. We're moving to the States. That's it. Everybody. I mean, my sister stayed. They, My parents moved. I moved in July. They moved in September. Okay. Um, and back that's, to the Windermere house. Yeah, back to the Windermere house. Okay. Yeah. And then at that point, somebody, you know, that's why I said I'd somebody I'd like talking to hey what do i get into and four rivers was was at the height i would say um and they were doing fantastic and this gentleman says like you should go into barbecue and and i was like okay great i have no money let's look for money okay and um i find i find seed money and i buy the restaurant that was in the former or in the Mills location, which was uh, Turkish cuisine. Okay. And I don't even like remember. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It was thirteen, two thousand thirteen. Okay. Um, and yeah, I buy Attila's with that seed money. I buy a smoker, and then I'm out looking for investors, um, and I don't find anybody. I was like, yeah. Okay. So it was just like. You know, in in restaurants, I think people have this mentality that banks are going to lend you money and everything. They don't. They don't. I mean, unless you're proven with 10 years and a brand, they won't lend you any money. Um, Restaurants are so thin margins. Yeah. Yeah. They're thin margins. And if you hit it, you hit hit it. it. If you don't hit it, it's a a tough, it's a shit show. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah, it's a shit show. Um, and you got to put in a lot of hours, which I think is the the biggest problem with the business. It's just the amount of time that you have to put into it. <clears throat> and now people want to work from home. So it's like you can't work from home in a restaurant. No, it'd be in on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the challenging part about the industry that I chose. But I like it. Right. I, I, I don't. You know, even through this pandemic, I was making a decision like, what do I do? Do I get out of it now mm-hmm. or do I stay in it? And I'm like, yeah, I'm staying in it and doubling down. Let's keep going. So how did 2013, how did that, how has that spanned the seven years? I want, I want to hear what all the things, the growth from 2013 and then where you are now, 2021. Uh, 13, like I said, it was tough finding the money. I luckily found an investor. Um, and I did the build out and obviously beginning the concept was going to be original smokehouse, just traditional barbecue. Right. Um, but now you have butter chicken tack. Yeah. Three months before we opened, uh, we went and sat in a room and tried to decipher how do we differentiate ourselves going into a market where it's so traditional. Um, and we were able to build a really cool concept that I think has, international barbecue and a very huge different menu than what traditionally is out there for Mm -hmm. barbecue right um one of the challenges and i think 
I, I, I think it's a, a blessing in disguise, but because I grew up with four sisters, I knew that the person that was making the decision to go to dinner at night is typically a woman. Woman. Yeah. Right. So if we don't have stuff on the menu mm. that attracts the woman, how are we going to get people in the door? So that's where the tacos come in and the different sides that are not super heavy. Right. Um, which I've been proven wrong this last year because I added mac and cheese and big beans. And it's like, I don't, I don't get it. On fire? On fire. Yeah. People love mac and cheese and big yeah. beans. Yeah. Who doesn't though? Yeah, but, but I didn't know it was that much. does not love mac and cheese. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I've seen it in the last year. I'm yeah. like... My my biggest side my was, was like seven days a week. So <laughs> <laughs> like, you're getting mac and cheese every whatever. day, any day, any hour. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting because it's so, you know, our fries and rice and beans and uh, yuca was our top sellers, and now mac and cheese and baked beans have taken over. So okay. I think that's a big uh, big change that we did in the last year. But anyways. A restaurant opens, um, to be honest with you, I had, um, I don't want to say I had little faith in the opening, but I was, I was taken aback by how much support mm -hmm. there was at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it took off. We opened September 11th, 2014. And you opened September 11th? I had to, I was out of money. Like that was an intentional date? No, 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 like, no. I was just like, we it, have to, we have to open. Yeah, we have to yeah. make money. I need to bring money in. Right. This is, this is, I mean, my last, my last order I paid with a credit card. Kind was of. Was your dad helping at all? Was yeah, he? my dad was helping actually. Okay. He was very supportive. He was, he was, you know, he had moved here, so he had not much to do. Right. Um, he was supportive. It was just, it, it was, it was a different time um, because we were all each going through our separate individual issues. Right. Uh, uh, my dad had worked his whole life. Mm -hmm. So for him, suddenly he's out of work. Yeah. Suddenly he's out of work and you're like trying to figure that out. Right. Himself and us too. Right. Because now we have our dad at home and I was living with them because right. they had just moved in and home all the time and you're like ah. ah yeah you're going nuts you're like what are you doing here bro like go do something right um so yeah it, it it was a learning experience and then obviously as the restaurant i i immersed myself totally into opening the restaurant and mm -hmm. being there every day hour whatever i could do um so i would tell you that the first two years of that was rough a blur yeah it was a blur you know i came i came to realize it um, believe it or not, in the second anniversary of the restaurant, I took a trip and went to Atlanta. Um, I remember I called my sister from a Starbucks and um, I was talking to her about the anniversary and all of a sudden I just started bawling, crying because <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Yo, there's so much shit that's happened in the last five years mm. that I don't know, like, why all of a sudden it's falling onto me. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's it's sort of that bittersweet moment that you're like, wow, it worked out. I have something that's you working. Hit some, you, I hit something, hit something, right? Yeah. You hit something. I think it's working out. Yeah. It's great. 
and you're like freak all these five years 10 years whatever had happened fall fall into place um and then i decide to expand um i don't want to say forcefully but i sort of like hey i have to i have to keep this going because i want to open 50 stores so how do i go about it um and that's where we went and opened Lake Nona. And, um, we? Well, I mean, my, my team. Your team. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we, do, we did Lake Nona for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the pandemic came around and mm-hmm. we had to readjust. So, I mean, the growth was great. The mm-hmm. experience, the where learning experience. Where in Lake Nona were you? On Narcusi Road. Okay. Uh, north of the 417. So it's it's basically early, what I would call early Lake Nona, like you know the first few phases, mm-hmm. um, and then everything moves south of the four seventeen, sort of expanded that way, and it keeps expanding to into Saint Cloud. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've been out there recently, but the growth is huge um, and quick. They're right. going at it quick, which yeah. is great, but it just it just needs more time. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I went into Lake Nona uh, and, um, you know, one of the things obviously is like, oh, I have this brand and everybody recognizes it and and you think you're going into it and you're going to hit a home run. And I did at the beginning. You're mm-hmm. like, I, oh my God, I hit it, you know? Right. Second story is going to be a success too. And um, the challenges come. Keep, keep the wheels on the bus. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot yeah. of challenges of, you know, trying to get recognized, trying to go into a community, trying to belong as one of their staples is, mm-hmm. is just a lot of work. And, you know, having more staff and the issues that comes about with that and, and trying to manage those things, it became hard. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Like keeping yeah. like all the plates spinning. At all you know, times. People don't, yeah. like, realize, like, it still takes so much operationally yeah. to keep everything smooth mm-hmm. that it's, it, it really is, like, especially as a small business, like, you're not a chain. You don't have anything to, like, rely on. It's like, yeah. that's you, right? Yeah. So keeping everything moving forward. And, I mean, of course, like, this last year was an exception to everything, but. To the rule, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's um it's a difficult process to replicate something the same right it's not it's always going to be a separate business Mm -hmm. let's say because locations change the whole atmosphere Mm -hmm. um so you kind of have to adjust in that sense to the business and how it operates there like you know mills i would walk into mills at 8 30 at night and that's when we were starting to get busy you would walk into Nona at 8.30 at night. It was dead. dead. Yeah. So you have to adjust to that type of difference mm-hmm. in the business and how people scheduling. react. Yeah, scheduling, what do they eat, everything. Yeah. So it was a it was a big challenge. And then COVID hit. And COVID was like, it turned everything upside down. Mm. Especially, you know, for, I think for the restaurant industry as a whole. I mean... 
you were seeing businesses that you events. thought were yeah events yeah. everybody like you know people talked about the fact that oh yeah we have you know you're supposed to have this amount of cash in the bank to float your business for six months and that's a bunch of bullshit yeah yeah <laughs> yeah right yeah so we've i think this last year has been has been interesting in learning how to adjust mm -hmm. and and Unfortunately, I've had to make moves that are not the best in terms of, mm -hmm. you know, I had to close Lake Nona and, mm -hmm. um, and, and try to figure out how to keep my mills store alive and, sure. and keeping the business alive. And luckily we made it through, but right. it was, it was big, it's a it was big, pretty, pretty big adjustment, like, big adjustment. Yeah. Pretty slim, slim pickings, slim survival. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. for so many small businesses for so many so many people that were affected by it yeah yeah for sure still still affected by it and sure. i think we're in the tail end supposedly so hopefully you know stays true mm -hmm. um and things are coming back big which is great because i mean was it was to go like pretty somewhat steady during the year yeah to go when the pandemic hit we never closed in mills okay right so that was good yeah um we shifted to doing family meals and deliveries mm -hmm. and that worked out really well um and then obviously when the restaurant reopened it it kind of fell back to normal okay. but uh, i mean my numbers were 15 percent takeout before and now it's at, well during the pandemic it hit 70 percent um, which people don't understand. It's a much harder and more costly business. Take out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because now you're talking boxes. Every, everything adds up. Yeah. Everything yeah. adds up. Delivery. And then the delivery factor, yeah. the, the time that it takes for the order to be made. It's different because you're packaging it. So it takes longer. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it changed the business a lot. And um, now it's 60, 40, 40 deliver or 40 takeout and 60% in house. Okay. So it's going back to it, but so, I don't know. It'll ever go back to where, where the numbers were. Okay. Well, not maybe ever, but for a season, a longer season. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think people are really liking the this, takeout? the takeout delivery, eating at home, they're feeling it and they've done it and they've gotten used to it. It's just like people that weren't, they were it's against working forever. at home and they were like, Oh, I don't like working at home. And all of a sudden they worked at home for a year and they're like, I love working at home. Right. So pants. Yeah. It's more effective. I don't have to talk to different people in the office. Traffic. Yeah. Yeah. It's but. changed. It's changed a lot of people's, um, you know, usual habits. Right. Mm -hmm. So what is the new venture that you are entering into with one of my favorite <laughs> topics yeah. slash foods? Uh, yeah. So we, we, we decided to open and we, I say me and Al, uh, Palo from, from Stasios decided to open a pizzeria. Well, it hasn't opened, but it's going to open. Okay. Um, I like pizza because of the pizza. economic factors in it okay right yeah. it has a controlled food cost. cost yeah but more than anything i like pizza because of frequency and i look at the business 
a little bit different than people. And I think of frequency is the most important thing that a restaurant can have. So, uh, do you, have you tried the pizza killed the at Sunroom killer pizza? I have. It's yeah. really good. It's good. Yeah. He's, he's, he's good. I mean, pizza Bruno kind of was like the first for a while. It was kind mm-hmm. of like that only kind that you could get, you mm-hmm. know? And then, then they don't really have like the corner on that market anymore. You know, it's good. Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. But it's like there's other places that are doing great pizza. They are. Especially also several weeks ago, a month or two ago, I did have Armando's in Winter Park. That was good. They had a really ricotta. Great. It was like truffle oil ricotta something. Whoa. It was like some of the best people. I mean, I haven't, I don't eat there like that often, but I went with like a girlfriend and we were like, this pizza like blew me away. Really? Oh my God. I got to go try it. Yeah, you should. Was it on was the it menu Bianca? or was it special? No, it was, it was on the menu. I think it was oh, a Bianca, right. something with ricotta and some other cheeses. And it's delicious. No. Oh. I took it home, I reheated it up, and I was like, this is so... Good. It was really good. Yeah, it, just, it like made like an impact on me. Yeah. But I love pizza. So okay. I want to hear about what you're, what you're doing. Yeah, so um, I, I like to disrupt um, tradition. Um, oh, about to get to that. Okay. Yeah, so I, I talked to Al about it, and then I kept mentioning it, and I'm like, we're doing this. And I, I found the building. Years. Yeah, they're great. I can walk there from here. Yeah, you can. Yeah. They're, they're, um. That's the last time I saw you, I think. The Sassios. Yeah, probably, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 you're right. Coming out of Sassios. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> it's full circle. I go, I, I go there a lot. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, 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 I said, hey, man, I've been, so the building that we're doing this in, is 1050 North Mills right next to Track Shack. So originally I had a deal on that building to put Pick Floyd's. To to move it? No, to do do another one? No, to do the original one. Uh, The first first contract I signed was that one. Like back in the day? Yeah, 2013 before I bought Attila's. This was like probably September, October. Okay. October, yeah, October 2013. I get a contract for that. Crazy. Building. So now it comes full circle. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, absolutely. And Track Shack had a really great relationship with the owner. Mm-hmm. So the owner decided to go with them. And they kept renting the building till 2018 when they bought it. And ever since then, I've been bothering them about like, hey, can I do an acai bowl place? Or can I do this other concept? And they would always be like, no, nah, we're not ready. You know, well, was somebody in that space? No, they were just, there. they're just been using it as parking and storage. So right. for them, it was like, we don't need it, you know? Right. And then finally, you know, they came around and they decided that they were going to rent it out. And I was like, Hey man, I have this pig, p- pizza concept called pizza yeah. that I think this building would be great. And, um, and they said, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, finally. it was interesting to just say, Hey, I waited eight years for that (laughs) and it came around so we're trying to break the tradition in the sense that we're trying to bring in smoked meats into the pizza arena right so like smoked pepperoni um and doing brisket and pork lasagnas okay and doing stuff obviously with bringing that 
portion of my business into it at the same time um bringing a, a, a different vibe to the street i think the restaurant business has changed so much and like instagram has played such a big role on it because mm -hmm. people now all they want is to Definitely go and take a picture mm -hmm. right even the bathroom i was saying the other day that i like the shitty beautiful a lot uh -huh. yeah because yeah. she's super super fun um i was in the bathroom the other day that i felt like i could get murdered in really yeah <laughs> so well that's funny all like different experiences of life yeah orlando that's funny sure so yeah we're, we're just trying to break that tradition in the sense like even with the dough um, yeah what, what are we talking about here we're putting pork fat in it everything not everything not everything pork that's fine you you'll have an option but okay. i'm just saying like our our let's say our traditional pies are gonna have pork fat in it uh -huh. and our sauce are, is gonna be cooked um, sauce is gonna be cooked cooked yeah with pork neck bones so it's a cooked sauce okay which is non-traditional right okay so that's the side that we're going to, and then we'll have the traditional pies, you know, and we're going, we're going for Neapolitan because it's faster. We have very yeah. limited seating in that location. Is it only Neapolitan? No, 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 it's both sides. Okay. We're going for both sides okay. because takeout is such a big business. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a 60%, 70% typical takeout business. Yeah, yeah. For pizza. So you have to have the traditional pizza. Yeah right cheese pepperoni all that good stuff but napolitan is is easier for us to do in the restaurant setting okay and and it doesn't travel well mm. so i didn't want to do it for takeout right um i wanted to do it at the store be served three minutes yeah hot you know like with pizza bruno mm -hmm. god bless i like their pizza in in their thing but i've had it once or twice like the takeout and with that pizza, like once it once you get it with takeout, like it's not the same. Is yeah, not, it's not no. great. That dough, like yeah, you need, need it hot. It. Yeah. yeah, that dough is and and I it's think Bruno really wasn't good. doing to go. I don't know if well, I don't know very much of his business, but I think he wasn't. He didn't even have a phone to order pizza. Right at one point. Well, I had his pizza at least three years ago. Okay, like delivery. Did you? Okay. Yeah, when I lived on Lake Como over here and we yeah. delivered, my family was over and then we got it. And I was like, I paid how much for this? <laughs> like, yeah, the, that pizza delivered or not, no, not traveled well. well. Yeah. yeah. But I've had other people that other pizza that has traveled well. But anyway, yeah. so Neapolitan in the, in the shop. In the shop, yeah. Yes. And then traditional okay. out or if you want it in the shop too. So just trying to change it up. I mean, there's going to be obviously some appetizers that we're going to do that are kind of wild. And um, I think the city of Orlando is going through full liquor licenses for smaller businesses. So if that goes through, I'll, I'll have full liquor there. We'll have full liquor. That's pretty fun. Which is great because what we want to do is kind of have a party all the time, right? Yeah. Um, a pizza party. <laughs> so yeah, the atmosphere is going to be fun. Uh, the setting's going to be, the building's going to be beautiful. And then the food has to be fantastic. Well, if you need some Italian drinks, you're going to, you're going to help me out. Yeah. We'll yeah. Something fun. Cause I'm not a big drinker, so I don't know a lot about, uh, full liquor. And that's right. why I haven't gone into it till now. Great. 
Just well, it's good thing you don't have to do your R and D like you did pizza. <laughs> you have friends that can. You have friends that drink <laughs> and that know what they're doing. Right. Yeah, which is great. Do you have an ETA ish? Yeah, September, October, all depends on uh, permits, right? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a permitting issue. It's it's a change of use in the building, so it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything has just fallen behind because everybody's working from home. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's mm-hmm. exciting. It is. Yeah. It's exciting, but there's a lot of pressure involved in it. Now. It's also fun too that now you ha- you have two spots running two businesses is a lot, and then they'll be on the same street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I'm looking are for. Are you still? You're not still one mirror. No, no, no. I live downtown. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I'm looking for another spot because I want to do a breakfast lunch place, Peggy Floyd's Luncheonette. Okay. Which that's. My next probably. My Have you been to Cappy's? Uh, Cappy's in Maitland. Maitland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. That's just what came to mind. Yeah, yeah. Cappy's is pretty funny. No. It's been there forever, right? Forty years. I love it. Yeah, I love in, it like, too. Like Gabriel's and like College Park. Like, yeah. Yeah, I love places. There's that traditional are... spots like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and I. Linda's La Cantina. I mean. <laughs> We've got some like. I'm telling you, don't kill it till you go. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you like eating meat, but. I like eating meat. I just don't eat pork. That's okay. Just, yeah, you I don't, don't eat pork. pork, mushrooms, olives, oysters. We'll make sure there's no pork in your pizza. Thank you. Yeah, that'd be great. I don't think there's an issue. Yeah. Speaking of uh, not an issue or being an issue. Um, the next topic is one of my absolute favorites, which is the Enneagram. <laughs> I'm gonna look um, at this. I'm gonna cheat. Okay. Before I started before I started into the Enneagram, I would like to say that um it's been pretty incredible, like with doing this, with the dinner party, with just having the if if people could see this side of Orlando and like people that are doing things in Orlando, like you're somebody that is bringing something original to Orlando. Um, and like people don't see all the hard work that it takes in, in pouring into unique businesses and, um, making Orlando what it is. Um, so it's been cool to see you do that and, and put all of your hard labor into creating some cool spots in, in Orlando and like what it takes to make that happen. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. A lot of dedication. Yeah. Um, discipline, I guess. Yeah. But that's any business. It's your business too, right? I mean. Yeah, but it's but it's people putting in the work. Yeah. You know, like the yeah, guest yeah. house, sunrooms. Like it is like I, I'm on those levels. We're on those levels with people that it's mm-hmm. like it's it is dedication to making something unique mm-hmm. in Orlando. Like people. Like, I don't want to go to a city to go to, like, a Target or to no. go to, like, a big box store <laughs> or, like, a like a TGI Fridays, right? You go to somewhere to see the culture of the place and to see, like, like what they're doing at Domu and what we're doing with, you know, um, the Monroe and just, like, different places around town to mm-hmm. be able to, like, have these beautiful offerings and, like, you're part of that story and that culture. So, thank you for what you've contributed, like, in that thank way. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for su- saying thank your you. Your supportive measures, you know, towards me over the years, like, obviously have been very appreciated as well. Thank you. So, Appreci- yeah. Appreciate thank you, you. appreciating it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And it's, it is interesting, though, like, in spaces that, you know, people don't realize, like, how much it takes to be able to do something new and different. And the Enneagram, for me, I've really dug into it over the past, whatever, four to five years. But mm-hmm. learning how we're all built very differently and... Um, the different ways that we contribute to the community, right? If we were all the same, nothing would get done or too many big personalities or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it has given me language to kind of say, here's how you're built and it's it's not bad and it's okay. And like, you know, like there are um, things that you're gifted with that not everyone else is gifted gifted with, right? Mm -hmm. So... I've really kind of dug into it to be able to learn, like I said, more about myself and like who I am. And that self-awareness, I think, for me, has been pretty pivotal and pretty, um, one, healing and two, I think, beneficial, especially as I learned how to work with like a team. Mm-hmm. Because I, I would identify myself as an eight, which is the challenger. Mm-hmm. And maybe you skimming over the nine kind of categories would also say like, and I, if I were to guess, that would also be my guess, but I don't want to put my guess onto anybody before they've been able to read it through. But you would also guess that you probably land in the eight category yeah i was i was looking over these and obviously eight is number one mm-hmm. um because it's it talks about you know powerful dominating type yeah i'm not gonna lie right i'm that mm-hmm. um but you said that three and one go with it and i think yeah. it's that it's uh-huh. the achiever and the reformer uh-huh. i mean oof I'm pretty self-controlled and I like to be a perfectionist, but I've learned over the years that it doesn't work. Being a perfectionist? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, I, I take it in my things, like in my, in my personal life, I try to be like, my apartment has to be just so perfect. I know. My house has to be perfect. Uh-huh. It has perfectly finished. I, I mean, I hired an interior decorator. Uh-huh. It's going to be done. Um, I clean my shoes after every use. I probably don't go that far, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's just yeah. like that's in my cars are clean all the time. Like it's just that's my jam, mm-hmm. right? Um, clothes is pressed. I don't know. I just. But it is, it's interesting because the, I think the Enneagram helps, helps us to see kind of the the motivation behind what we're doing. And Mm -hmm. so, um, with all the numbers, one through nine, we can all manifest in very different ways Mm -hmm. in, in, so sometimes it's like, oh, you're an eight. Well, maybe you don't come off in it as an eight or you're a four or you're a two or whatever, but it is the underlying motivation of like why we do what we do. <laughs> and so that's what distinguishes a one, a three and an eight. So with the eight, it like you actually just mentioned it a little while ago because the eight is all about disrupting. Mm-hmm. And so they want to do something like, you know, Cole with Immerse, you know, creative mm-hmm. state project. So he's an eight. He's a very strong eight <laughs> as well. And so um, eights often have a vision, 
<clears throat> that maybe sometimes not everyone else has and they can see how to get there, but they're only interested in doing something different and they're only interested in offering something unique. And so they all, they, their motivation, um, maybe is not exactly tied to like money or to a status or to something else as strongly as their desire to go against the flow of the world. Mm -hmm. So whatever I do, I want to make an impact. And so they are going to see a vision and be able to know how to get there. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to know how to take people with them to execute the vision. Mm -hmm. But it is along the way of how you have to also learn how to lovingly take people with you on that journey and how you interact with them. And AIDS can be very blunt and very forceful <laughs> and they can be very totally me right and so it's not always a bad thing like we had talked about before kind of being confrontational which is something that is so needed um so if you're a business owner like that is going to be part of the process uh, but it is how you come and approach those situations and it's how you um, if you care for people well, you have to understand that they're not exactly like you. They're not built like exactly like you. So mm -hmm. in AIDS work, our work is understanding that people are coming from a different perspective. And so if I, let's say you have a manager that is a two, which is a giver. And so they're going to give, give, give until they're completely run out and they're going to burn out and maybe they'll leave. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, if I care about this person, this is my manager. I want to make sure that they are taken care of well, you know, whereas you may be able to run seven days a week, you need, it's like for them, it's like, I need to make sure that they're taken care of. Are you taking a day off? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you just giving and never replenishing, yep. you know, all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's hard to be able to see all nine numbers and then to kind of like meet them where they're at. However, that is the human experience, right? Is to say, like, if I am responsible for all these people that are working with me together, I need to make sure they're help. I need to make sure, first of all, that I'm healthy. I'm healthy, yeah. And then if I want a healthy team, it's so much investing. And I wish that I had known this when I had started because, you know, we all have our blind spots. We all have, like, mm. places that we can't see until they're brought up, right? But... I really wish that I had had a better awareness that not everyone operates like I do. And as an entrepreneur, like this is your baby. Like this is the thing that you have created. So you think everyone is going to be on that level. No. Which they're not. And they they don't have to be or they shouldn't be, right? Like that is not their, loyal, their loyalty level. Um, their loyalty level is to the job that you have put before them. But it's not to the job that you have invested in as like the owner and the birth of this, whatever you're putting out into the world. Well, that's the hardest part to be honest with you mm -hmm. in the restaurant business. It's hard because to get people that are invested. Well, not only that is just you as the founder, either you grow and you give these people a future that uh -huh. they see or they're going to leave. Right. Because a, a, a restaurant job is not a rest. It's not a job that people want to stay there forever. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not one of these. Oh, like I'm signing up for this job that I've been wanting to do forever. Right. Um, and I try to tell that to 
I have I have several people that I consider what we call lifers that I think they're in it for the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, something may change, obviously, but they've they've committed to the brand um, and to me, and they're taken care of, right? Because um, I know what they're putting out and the effort that they're putting out is for real, mm-hmm. right? And they want to stay around, but you have to keep them motivated and you have to come up with something. And it could be very vastly different. Yes, absolutely. Someone wants a card that says a handwritten. Someone's like, I don't care about a card. Give me money. Yeah. But someone says, you never recognize me. You never tell me to my face. Hey, you're doing a good job. Sure. So there's so many layers of humans. Yeah, because everybody is different, different. right? So I have two catering um, um, ladies and they're totally different Mm -hmm. in the way that they want to hear. Mm-hmm. how they're doing and the everything like right. everything is different one's type a the other one's not right so that's i think the biggest difficulty for us in the restaurant business is how do you keep people interested mm-hmm. in the brand and you you know you got to keep growing you got to keep giving them opportunity and then how do you work with them right, right. I, I mean i don't like to be a helicopter boss that's not me um, so I let them do the job that supposedly I hired them for. And then when they fail, I'm like, Hey, we got to backtrack a little, we got to go back and try to figure out and not right. repeat this again. I don't not mind just lose them every time. Yeah. I don't right. mind. Listen, I don't mind losing. Um, and a lot of people I think are a little bit too much in the fact of like, Oh my God, I lost money. I'm like, yeah, I lost money now let's say in an, in an, in an event that we make a mistake or something like that, but in the future, it's not going to happen again. On yeah. It's not... cost more money. Yeah. So I'm not one of those guys that are like, you did a bad job. You're fired. No, mm. you made a mistake. Let's learn from it and keep it going. Right. Cause I've made if so many, if it's worth it. Yeah. Sometimes you cut your losses sure, and you're sure. like, okay, then that's that. Sure, and sure. then sometimes it is like, instead of just immediately breaking things at the, at that moment of frustration, you say, yeah. okay, like, let's look at this. Can we make this work? If not, okay, we'll part ways, do the thing. Sure. But then is there potential for growth, you know, for that person to stay in that role? And then hopefully. I think know, it's very important that thrive. you give that person trust mm-hmm. um, in the role. Right. And trust in in knowing that they're there for the long term and that you believe in them. Um, Yeah. Because a lot of people, I think, are, you know, more more now than ever, they're doubtful of themselves. Mm. And and that sucks because I've been in there. Right. And there's days that I am there. Um, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I mean, you fall into those traps. I fell into that trap in June, July of last year. But mm. I felt sorry for myself. I'm going through this. I mean. Well, it was a tough time, but at the same... You were not alone. No, I wasn't. But yeah. you you start feeling alone when you're an entrepreneur. Because, like... Yeah. I think you... you you're the only one. You're, 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 it's your responsibility, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And people are like, oh, we're with you. No. I mean, at the end of the day. Oh, it's your name on, on, the, yeah. on all of It's things. the name on the lease. It's the name on the yeah. guarantees. It's the name on this and that. And you're, you're, going, you're going to bed by yourself thinking, shit. Mm-hmm. I'm in a world of trouble. How am I going to get out of it? And should I stay in this? Right. 
So I, I think it's interesting. I think it's uh, it's it's um, looking at Super fascinating. Yeah, it's yeah. fascinating. It's it's like a like a mind game every day. It's interesting. Yeah. So I'm just gonna um, circle back to the so eights really are about disrupting, mm-hmm. and so they just want to do something that is unique and different to the world. Threes are all about achieving, and so <laughs> their main goal is just to set a goal and to crush it. Crush it. So it could be anything. It could be business. It could be a swim coach. It could be a life insurance salesman. Like it, like you could be whatever you're in. It's just about the success, right? So it's it is about um, so that's, making sure my my identity can kind of like not my identity, but my threes often are you know they're very successful. They're very like image oriented because they just want to get what they want. Right. So it's good and it's also so bad. an yeah. underbelly of. So I carry a check. Uh huh. Um, it's in my car. Okay. That I wrote myself. And it's an achievement that I have to get to. Okay. It's a check and it's 50 stores. It equals the same thing. Oh. So it's just like, that's why I say the achiever. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I have that goal and I'm going to crush it. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Driven, adaptive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to be. And then the one is the reformer, um, which is somebody that wants to come in and shake up a system. And so they can see something that is so kind of like an eight and a one. The eight is like the Airbnb and a one is like a Hilton hotel. Right. So one is going to come into the Hilton. They see the structure. They see the thing. They say, we want to make this better. We can see economically how we can shift things. We can make things run smoother operationally. Mm -hmm. Um, They're very, very, very rigid uh, sometimes. Not always about, you know, what's right and wrong. So they're they're very black Black and and white. white. So there's no. I'm black and white. You're black and white. Right. It's not good. It's not good. Because I live in the gray. In well, the restaurant business. Eights, I feel like eights more so live in, in, because also they see, I feel more so than a one, both sides of the, the, the struggle or the mm. argument, or they can see kind of like, all right, well, what do we need to get done? And sometimes it doesn't fall into these like clear categories. It's like, okay, well, we got to make it work. So sure. we got to make it work. Um, but ones are, are also very driven in that way. They can be very, like you said, perfectionist, perfect, like very focused on like perfection, right. um, which is unachievable. There's no perfection. There's no, there's no way there's no in line. There's no end, like whatever. It's always a moving target in that way. Um, but there, those three can be very similar and overlap, but they're also very similar. I mean, they're also very different in like their motivations and their outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, because they like have different places that they are kind of motivated from in that sense, but they sometimes can overlap as well. I think this is very interesting. Yeah. I never had seen it before you mentioned it. And uh, when I read it through, I was like, whoa. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty interesting. So we're going to move on to the final topic, which is actually my most favorite, which is, um, like I said, the Enneagram is really not meant to put you in, into a box, a box. But, it's, but it is just to kind of like open you up to like who you are and um, 
some of the things that like we said, like our blind spots and like when our, when we're healthy, maybe we're leaning towards this way. When we're unhealthy, maybe we're leaning towards this way. So with eights, when we're healthy, we move to a two, which is the giver. Mm. So we just want to, we want to help people achieve. Like you had mentioned before, like, Hey, I want to like, I want you to achieve what you can. And so like, how do we get there? Right. And so it's like helping them along the way. And that's what we need. We need people that are givers. Then we're, when we're in unhealth, we move towards a five, which the five is the investigator. <laughs> and the five <laughs> in That's unhealth, totally accurate, by the way. Five in unhealth moves towards isolation. Oh, yeah. That's me. Right. Five. Shut, you want to shut down? Shut you off. I'm out. Don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. I'm in my world. Me. Don't look at me when I'm in my yeah. not doing well. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's really fascinating to have these kind of markers and these little, not triggers exactly, but they kind of are little lampposts along the way to say like, hey, if we're looking healthy, maybe we are looking like this. We're investing more in people. We are um, open. We're giving. When we're shutting down, we're looking like this. We are stepping away <laughs> from people, right? And so, give it for me. It, it's 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 a helpful language, and it's a helpful for me to see. Okay, well, I'm heading down this path that maybe I don't I don't want to be. So when mm-hmm. I see myself doing that, then maybe I can catch it before it gets like too deep, dark in that downward spike. You know what I mean? Like so, I don't know. Like the the language of it is has has been like super helpful to me um but the last topic is rest and so for <laughs> eights sometimes that's a very hard thing rest so, what is that word rest um have there are there any like patterns or any practices that you have adopted to incorporate rest whether it's like play discovery physical rest, um, renewal, like how do we step back from the world, renew, restore, get inspired so that we can go back into the world and be the best version of ourselves? Interesting topic. I I think it's very important. Um, I go to a psychologist. Okay. So I, I give myself pretty much every other week. And I go talk to this person. I've known her for 16 years. She's been great. Yeah. A lot of help. Talk to her about my issues, what my triggers. Mm-hmm. I have triggers, right? Yeah. Like anybody else. And that's helped me a bunch mm-hmm. um, in my personal growth. Uh, I hired a coach. Okay. Like, a like coach? fit. Well, like a fit. it's physic fit and life, I okay. want to say, because it's, it's a good combination. Right. Um, and I work out with him and so the the biggest thing is accountability right it's it's this accountability that somebody has on you um and so i surround myself with a lot of people yourself right and i surround myself with a lot of people that hold me accountable my lawyer holds me accountable my 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 coach my physical fitness coach holds me accountable Mm -hmm. um and and some of my advisors even hold me accountable like hey when are we growing when when are you opening another pig floyds when are you you know what's going on like you said what's going on with pigza where are you going to take that mm-hmm. so it's like these constant questions mm-hmm. are always um working and uh physical rest i just sleep 12 to 6 that's my 
That's it. 12 to 5, 12 to 6. That's okay. terrible, but okay. 5 to 6 I hours. Mean, we have different sleep needs and sleep patterns, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I'm not there's no judgment there. No. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's uh I I you I don't sleep that much. You don't sleep that much. Like because there's so much to do or because your body just doesn't need it. There's so much to do. I, I think, you know, obviously I'm I'm coming hyper from a whole day. Like some some people don't understand that like I don't answer my oh, phone yeah. after nine. Uh-huh. I try not to answer it because I'm tired of talking so much. Right. Because when you're in a restaurant setting, people want to talk to you. They want to talk to your staff. Yeah, staff, the the guests that are coming into the restaurant. The whole day is just mentally draining. Mm -hmm. And by 9, 10 that I'm coming home, I'm done. I've walked into my house and literally stared at a white wall for an hour going like, (laughs) you know, I'm just, I think I'm decompressing from the day. Yeah. Um, so that's a bit of a challenge, right? Because some people don't understand that. Um, and then you, you still have to be on, um, what helps you, what helps you decompress? Do you read? Do you write? Do you watch a show? Do you take a walk? Do you, I read exercises help me a bunch. Uh Um, I smoke cigars. I like cigars. Okay. Um, I'm not much of going out, so that's mm-hmm. I like to stay in, and that's why it's so important that your setting is comfortable. Comfortable. It's your refuge. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I made a mistake in 2019, right? No. Yeah, 2020. I moved into a building that I shouldn't have moved into. Okay. It was too small. My apartment was tiny. It okay. was a studio, but I needed to do it because I had sold all my furniture in the previous place I was living in and I needed to move out. And I chose that. And I'll tell you that disrupted, especially mm. with COVID, mm-hmm. disrupted my so you whole were year. in this small apartment? I was in this small apartment. I got COVID in November okay. and I had to stay in house. COVID in November too. Did you? Yeah. 14 days in that small apartment. I went nuts. But I thought you went to New York in November. After I, the trip, I came back two weeks after I caught it here. Got it. Okay. Um, and I'm, you know, I stayed in that apartment for two weeks and I was like, yo, like, this is stupid. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, I don't even feel good in the place that I live in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's highly important. Oh, super important. Yeah. So I made a change in that as soon as I could. Right. Right. Uh, whatever cost it had, I mm-hmm. had to do it. And and my surrounding now is totally different. And I love the condo coming that I moved home. in. Yeah. I love coming yeah. home. You know. Mental clarity. It's totally different. Being, uh, yeah. Totally. Totally. So if you had um, one full day, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. To do whatever you wanted. Money is not an issue. It could be here. It could be anywhere. It could be on any golf course in the world. Like anything you wanted to do. What would Thomas's like ideal just one day of rest? I'd fly to California. Great. What would your day Hop on a plane in the middle of the morning. Three in the morning so I could get there early. Okay. 
and uh, play around a golf, go to a couple restaurants, okay. hang out, go hiking. Where in California? LA. LA. I love Beverly LA? Hills. I love Beverly Hills. I really like really? Beverly Hills. You know why? Because oh I think it's God. so. I know it's weird, right? But so I. It's where this like Peggy's, um, no. Pink Floyd. I mean, it's so like kitschy and. I I don't know. I just I I like the organization and how clean Beverly Hills is. Okay. And how perfectly landscaped the houses are and all that. But that's. It's for like separate people. wives. It's it is. Yeah. But I like that. Okay. Right. Right. Because so you want things just so. I like I like those things a little bit. Right. Uh, I would say st- stringent. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. High. Uh, Highly manicured. Highly manicured. Yeah. Okay. So you go to Beverly Hills for the day. You play some golf. <laughs> have some mocktails. Uh, hike. Uh, eat. Hike. Eat. You know. Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah, and then okay. come back. Come back? That's like a good 24 hours. Is it? Yeah, but also you're not too far from Malibu, which is gorgeous. Oh, Malibu is, yeah, like no doubt. The, yeah, yeah, if I could if I could give me a, a couple more days, I'll do that. Yeah. I lived in L.A. for a very short period of time in 2005. Um, mm. But I lived almost... Like right on the ocean, which is beautiful. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It's stunningly gorgeous. But I I could not find my people there. And I couldn't It's different. I couldn't find my vibe. It's different. And it's so expensive. It's so expensive. And so, so I just was like I like I wasn't there to like do anything or to like make it as anything, but I just wanted to live in California. So I was like, I don't know, California. Yeah. It's stunningly beautiful. But it I is. just couldn't find community. I don't disagree with you. Right. I don't think community really exists there. It's really. Hard it's, just, it's, it's just, it's just like, everybody's out for themselves. Why, why would you want to live in a place where there's not a fostering of, of community of people like together? Don't you think though big cities really are like that? Right. Miami's Somewhat. like that. I don't think there's community in Miami. I don't know if there's community in New York. But I feel like in New York, you can get into more communities. Like, it feels like there's different communities. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I feel like grateful to live in a place where there is community. Sure. Where, like, I want to see people succeed. And people have supported me in in incredible ways. And um, and to have, like, real friendships and to have real, I don't know. Like, if, if if for me, it's like, if I don't have real people in my life, then what is the point? Like, mm-hmm. I can go and fly somewhere and be somewhere fancy or, like, have a great experience. But mm-hmm. if you're not fostering people thriving, to me, it's like, was why? Then, okay, that's great. Like, I want to see, I want to, like, the two, as you get healthy for an aid, it's like, you want to see other people succeed. Mm-hmm. I'm I, with it. I'm I with you on that. With people that, like, are doing and support other people that are... Um, I'm not perfect at it, but yeah, it's like, I want to be in a place that is more driven by that than just like, a, like if I did this in New York or Miami, like to start out with, I'd be a drop in the hat. Like nobody's mm-hmm. going to care what I'm doing, but here I started here and people, people love it. really gave me a lot of support. And like, I wouldn't be where I am today without those early years of like people pushing me up and, and, um. Yeah, so I feel very grateful for that, and I hope that our community continues to 
to foster small business and, and make the city the great place that it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we get to fly to New York and eat all the pizza we want. <laughs> and we'll fly home. There you go. To the sunshine and to the that's, warm. That's right. So if people were to find you on the interwebs and on social media, it's like, well, how do we find you and, and what you're doing and what's coming? And Yeah. On Instagram, we're Pig Floyds and uh, Pigs on, Mil- on Mills. Okay. Those are the two that's handles the that we have. Yeah. yeah, that's the new handle. Okay. Um, yeah. And we post, we post a lot of videos and and stories and um just trying to stay ahead of the curb with social media which is ever so it is a job you don't tell me about it i have i mean vanessa boy runs my social media she's fantastic she does a great job yeah um but that's that's what she does right i don't I don't mess with her. I don't mess with her. No. She's my boss. She doesn't mess with you. I sent her today a picture that I want her to post on stories. And she's like, no, okay. <laughs> no don't post it. She gave me yeah, a Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good. She's like, no, I'm not posting it. I probably need, I need to be better. <laughs> probably somebody edit me a little bit more. But um, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Time I appreciate it. Sharing stories and all the things catching up catching up yeah i haven't seen you in a while yeah that's great all right thank you next time see you soon yeah thank you a million times over for listening to cocktails and conversation podcast i hope you have enjoyed all of it if you have would you do me a huge favor and rate comment and subscribe for more cocktails and conversations 